Cool on Release, Episode 3, Guiding the Post-Production Process. Case Study Part 3, Guiding the Post-Production Process. From the start of shooting onward, the producer is usually working with an eye to post-production. Listen to this two-part fictional case study. Consider how the producer takes on a role in post-production that has both creative and business management dimensions to ensure that the film reaches its artistic and commercial goals. Scene 1. Hal Prentice is on the phone to Max Preston, the executive producer. Max is seriously aggrieved about delays in the post-production schedule. Look, Hal, we've been through this before. You get him behind schedule for handing over this movie, and it's no good asking me for more time, I haven't got any. Neville Fox has this whole operation geared up and ready to roll. If we default on the closing date for delivery, this whole thing collapses, and you'll have more than egg on your face. The Completion Bond Company will own a movie that'll probably never get screened, and you'll owe them big bananas. Okay, Max. You know we've been pushed on the budget. Kantner and Claire have cost us weeks between them. Well, everyone's heard about the walkouts, the 15-round stand-up rows. Christ, Max, Stella disappeared for five days last month. And post-production's been comparatively straightforward. But Kantner hasn't exactly sped things up. Point taken, Hal. But right now we need a finished movie. If you screw up on this one, Hal, I really don't think we could go on being friends, you know? I hear you, Max. The contract date's been my daily obsession for the past two months as I've watched this production schedule slipping. I'll just have to get Kantner and the editor Ashley Jones off one another's backs. We're nearly there, Max. I believe I can deliver. Okay, Hal, we'll get no further on this. All I can do from here is to wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Max. We'll get there. Scene two. Hal is in his office with director Jim Kantner and film editor Ashley Jones to settle a disagreement between them. Hal, you know damn well my job is to bring in this movie in the best shape possible within our 90-minute contractual running time. Jim hasn't been exactly helpful. When I want to edit a scene down, he gives me a choice between leaving it untouched or cutting it all together. Either that or he changes his mind after I've made the cuts we've agreed on. Look, Hal, I have to say this. It's my damn movie. I've lost some of my best stuff in the cutting room floor before now. Let's drop our personal feelings in this, please, and try to think as a team again. We've all done very well up until now, despite some difficult times and non-stop hard work. We've got a great movie. Only two things matter at this point. Getting it to Max Preston on schedule and making sure it comes in at 90 minutes. I'm with you there, Hal. Looks like the ball's in Jim's court. OK, Ashley, I know where you're coming from. I guess I've been a bit of a prima donna over some of this, but we do need to lose at least five more minutes off the big confrontation scene between the Iraqis and the army. It's been a curse from start to finish, that one. I was so anxious to get it right in the two available days that I shot much more than we actually needed. Right, Jim, but it's still great cinema. Hmm. We can't spare five minutes at this stage without putting back in something you've already pushed for cuts on. I think we need to look at this together. Let's all go to the cutting room now and see what we've got. How about putting that scene in you cut at the beginning, Jim? The one in Damascus just before the kidnapping. I know you thought the camera angle was wrong, but we're not all creative perfectionists. Would look fine to me. Right. I can live with that if we can tighten up the confrontation scene. Come on, let's go to work. There's other sections I think we can consider. Thanks, Jim. We can have this in the can on time. I know it. 